Welcome to another episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. My name is Maurice Jager and I'm a photographer, speaker and the author of the book Personal Branding for Photographers. This podcast is all about learning how to improve your personal brand as a photographer. Thank you for listening today and let's dive in. Welcome to this episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. And today we have Tina in the house. Tina, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome. So um, for the people that don't know you, like, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a commercial and editorial beauty photographer. So um, anything, you know, when you go makeup shopping, which I'm sure we both do. <laughs> All the time. Um, So I shoot commercial images like this that sell makeup, but I also do a lot of editorial stuff for magazines, that kind of stuff, crazy makeup, anything that, you know, when you scroll the internet, anything that looks a little bit wild and makes you stop and go, what on earth happened there? That's that's me. All right. And you shoot a lot of macro stuff too, right? Like I always see like very detailed uh, stuff of like eyes and lipstick and all of that stuff. That's me. Yeah, I, I just love them. Um, first of all, I became really passionate about using a face as a canvas, but then I discovered how amazing it is to use something like an eyelid or a pair of lips as a canvas only and tell a story in a really confined space like that. And the detail you pick up is just incredible. So yeah, I'm really, really passionate about that kind of work as well. Cool, cool. And how did you get into photography? Like, did you study it or did you have a previous career and figured like, I want to just like shoot, like what happened? So yeah, I'm not one of those people that have like, oh, I, I always knew I was going to be a photographer. That's not me, sadly. But I, so I studied international business. That was, that was the first thing. So it was something completely different. And that took me to England. So I started working in an office for like about one year before I realized that office jobs aren't for me whatsoever. And I picked up hob- um, photography as a hobby on the side and just played around a little bit, just kind of like seeing if I get on with it. And people, after after about one year of playing, I got my first commercial client and I realized I might actually make this a career and yeah, quit my day job. And that was about 12 years ago. So now we're here. It was more of a more of an accident, really. Wow. 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 <laughs> so you you moved to England like you didn't grow up in England no I was born in Germany in East Germany to be to be precise and I studied there as well and then basically two days after I got my my diploma I moved away I never intended to work there yeah, I was just like packed my stuff up in and moved to England <laughs> wow little world traveler yeah <laughs> like, honestly I mean I'm, I'm, I grew up in a tiny little village and um, obviously I didn't know I was going to be a photographer but it's just it wasn't an option for me to do something there because the, the village was known for like mining <laughs> so that was like no career prospects for me in that area so I always wanted to in when I was really small when I was a teenager I came to England and it was kind of I just loved it and I, I knew that one day I just wanted to live in a different country yeah. Yeah. Like my dad was a miner when he grew up. Like he was he wasn't mining. So I grew up in a little town like 1400 people and then I moved away uh for school and I actually did international business and management studies. So Oh my god, you're the same person. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's kind of weird. Um and then I did commercial economics and then I did like seven other different educational things and I found like I s- hate school. Like I don't want to do any of that and then I started to do office jobs and and 
then I kind of like picked up the camera, same like you, and then like life happened. Yep. So <laughs> that's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. So when you like shoot and when you go about and like now you're like, you obviously had your, you said like you had your first commercial job. Like what did you do to like build your brand and your awareness and the esteem of the work that you have today? Like obviously that didn't get there overnight. So yeah. Like, can you talk us through the process a little bit? So I feel like I was always, I tried to make up for lost time because as I said, I wasn't one of those people that did study photography and I always feel like other people did. And um, I had talks with, I did little meetups in the beginning and met with other photographers and it was frowned upon that I didn't study. And I remember specifically some people would be like, hey, what's your where's your certificates? And I'm like, I don't have any. I'm, I'm teaching myself right now. And you, I kind of felt this panic that I had to work double hard to um, make up for lost time to compete with the people that had the education in photography. And so I really quickly became known as the person that was just like shooting all the time and was like fearless. And I was constantly networking with people and having my first commercial client kind of opened doors for me as well because now was the first time that I was around actual models real models with agencies and and I was always the person that was like hey are you cool do you want to come and test this weekend so it was just constantly this like we call it in German we call it polishing doorknobs where you constantly knock on doors and just try and get your your stuff out there so yeah I think I wasn't my brand was built on the fact that I didn't have the classical education so to say and I think lacking that technical knowledge in the beginning I made up for with crazy ideas I think <laughs> because if there, it was if I look back at my my old stuff it's kind of like technically absolutely crap but we had some cool crazy ideas so people still paid attention to it even though it wasn't polished but we had we had the imagination to create images not, yeah. not the technical bits yet <laughs> so yeah did you create images that like start interest or did you always just like created what you wanted to create i think i always created what i wanted to create in a way i've always had the philosophy that while you need to attract clients you also create art to be happy to speak from your heart so it was a lot of i remembered early on seeing a lot of images that people repeatedly did again and again and one person would do it the next person would do it and I remember that I felt like yeah but what's the point of that what's the point of creating what's the point of calling yourself an artist if you don't express yourself really so I um I remember I was when I started working with a makeup artist back in the day I was like you know what let's just paint her whole face and glitter this way almost like a superhero mask and I remember that people are like what are you doing that's it looks crazy what are you doing and it doesn't it didn't matter for me it was I wanted to try I wanted to play I wanted to yeah express myself more than please others and by creating the work that you like you also attracted the clients based on that work or you know, when you do commission jobs like can you still do what you want to do or that took a long time so i think in the beginning um people obviously if they see the crazy stuff in your portfolio they don't uh they can't really tell if you can do the serious stuff so it was a question of showing both in a way so i 
I always say I started shaping, while I did the crazy stuff from my heart, I then started shaping my portfolio in the direction I wanted it to go. So I did test shoots that would um, practice reality in terms of they would try and create the look of shoots and campaigns that I wanted to get booked. Because um, I was just sitting there and I was sort of like, oh, I wonder, like, I would love to get used uh, for like a makeup campaign but I never have why is that because nothing in my book was showing that so I then started introducing those things and showing potential clients that I can do it now um, obviously with client work you kind of cater to their needs but I think after a while like after a long time I would say I shot for about 10 years this only happened recently that clients also recognize your taste and your skill and then book you specifically for that and trust you to put your touch in that as well. So that's also how you developed your brand pretty much like you did all the the crazy the the, yeah. the out there work and then yeah. uh, you attracted people that liked that and then you yeah. pretty much like uh, got the trust and the awareness for the work and then now you yeah. can pretty much shoot uh, what you want to shoot and get paid for it. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, I know that, you know, you need you need clean images that sell a product. I know that too. It can't all be, you know, honey dripping, dripping over someone's face. But I always have this philosophy with clients where I go, okay, we, what is it you want? We're going to do this. And mm. once we have done this, we can play. Yeah. And that's usually the images that they will go for. And I know when I have the safe stuff, I'm always like, okay, we've got the safe images. Now let's let's actually create and see if we can't come up with something that might set your brand apart from all the other ones as well. Yeah, that's what I do in the studio. Like I, I'm like the headshot guy pretty much. So I shoot like all the clean headshot stuff. And then when I know I got the shot, I tell people like, okay, this is the bonus round. Let's go nuts. Yeah. And then yeah. it's uh, <laughs> you create all this cool stuff. And like, that's usually like the more shadowed or the like the the yeah. the lighting is not like super um uh, like plain or like um the way that people expect it but just like a little bit off and a little yeah. bit out there and yeah. usually people like that more and then they go like yeah i want that shot too i want that shot too it's like okay yeah. you can get it and like, <laughs> 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 yeah that's it and that's i mean same for test shoots that's how we kind of that's how we get comfortable with shooting that's how we discover what we actually like what you know what works well like I did a test shoot today and we it was already a creative idea but by going okay let's get um, a couple of mirrors out around her and we're going to have to really take our time because this is super hard like the light is going to reflect back from everywhere I'm going to see myself in the mirrors but taking that extra time is what creates you images that no one else has done before isn't it yeah and so are you shoots like very high production or is it like just you running around or like what does a shoot look like? So a test shoot in the past would be me, a model, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, sometimes a clothing stylist as well. Then um, I'm talking test shoots, obviously, if this was like a client beauty shoot, that's like minimum 10 people there. There's, there's like makeup assistants, an assistant for me, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a test shoot would be like four to six. But then obviously a global pandemic happened and I was absolutely panicked and I was like, oh, Oh, what am I going to do? I can't have people in the house anymore. I can't shoot. Like, so then I shot um, stuff on my own lips for a while. I'm sure you've seen those images. So I scaled it right back to just me. But mm -hmm. just, you know, to keep creating, I just had to do some stuff on, on myself. And then right now, the restrictions were a little bit looser, but I try and keep the teams to a minimum at the minute. So today was myself, a model and a makeup artist. So that's the bare minimum, I would say now is three people. Mm -hmm. So how do you organize these shoots? Like, do you have like a, a 
set team or do you like cast people or like how do you go about so i usually there's a few people that i trust and that i work with a lot so there's a makeup artist that I would say probably 90% of my portfolio is shot with her. And um, same goes for models, maybe not quite to the same extent, but there's people that you gel with and you know that you can create some magic with. So you use them a few times, but then obviously you don't want to oversaturate your portfolio with the same face. So for models, it's less, it's less frequent. Um, but yeah, I would... Um, I work with other people as well. So today, for example, there's my regulars, but then there's people that contact me, say, on social media. Like this makeup artist, she messaged me last week and she was like, hey, I want to shoot with you. And if I like the aesthetic of her portfolio and I can see there's a match there between me and her, like similar levels of craziness, then I'm happy to test with, with those people as well. So that's what happened today. I'd never met her. Um, she had actually organized the model we had today, which is usually, it would usually be me. But um, yeah, she was just like quite proactive and she she contacted some agencies so i was happy to have that work taken away from me um but yeah it's just it, it's there's regular people but i love to meet new ones as well and that's the whole point of, of testing anyway that you find teams that you can then suggest to potential clients and stuff so i mix it up all right so you just touched the topic of social media like yeah. you have a bunch of people on your instagram and like i don't know like facebook and i don't know what else is out there like, how important is it for you to get work? Massively important. I always say, um, there's people that say, oh, well, it doesn't pay the bills. Instagram likes don't, you know, like pay your rent. Um, I don't agree with that anymore. <laughs> I used to be the same. I used to use social media kind of like on the side. Like, yeah, look, guys, I've done this. I don't care if you like it or not. But then I started getting booked for jobs through Instagram and that blew my actual mind. So then I knew that it wasn't just a little tool to get your stuff seen by some randomers. This was actually what clients now use to find, uh, like to, to recruit, so to say. So people, clients use um, hashtags as well now and go like, hey, hashtag London photographer. And I would rather come up in that and make sure that I have a good presence there. And yeah, like, jobs more often than not I now get booked through social media and clients will rather look at my Instagram wall than on my website it's 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 that extreme now <laughs> really wow yeah yeah wow like, I, so I, always, I always say to people just put as much effort into your internet presence as you do into your website now I'm not saying that the likes should be an indication of your skill because that's a lot down to like algorithms uh, it's you're at the mercy of Instagram and Facebook to get your stuff seen that doesn't mean that you can't have a nice presence you know we would still have a website for example mm -hmm. without knowing how many people see and like it but we we have that presence to present to people so we should treat in um, social media the same regardless of the likes we get we should polish it and keep it nicely maintained yeah and you post religiously, right? You daily, pretty much, like... I try, I try. Like, at the minute, obviously, this year we haven't shot as much, so I didn't have as much to to post. But, yeah, I think daily is the ideal. <laughs> so do you grab back and, uh, to old work and, like, re-edit yeah. or, like, repurpose your old work? right now yeah. when you fill, want to fill the gaps? At the minute, so right now, because of the shortage of new stuff to post, I would say I'm probably posting three times a week. But you're right, if I don't have anything, I basically just go and look at the insights, at like the statistics and check what might have performed really well maybe six months ago. And I might do a repost of that and that usually works quite well. It's just um, constantly posting is what keeps your engagement high and what keeps you, what makes you valuable for Instagram. That 
that's the way you get featured on like the the what is that front page called that like the, the explore page or something explore page yeah. that's it so you just constantly being present is what makes you attractive to instagram and they pay you back with more exposure kind of yep all right so when you post something like practically like do you just like post a picture and tag all the makeup people and whatever or do you tell the story behind the concept or like what is the way that you uh, present the work yeah it's a little bit of a mix so as you said like i could tell a story especially if If, um, if it was like a weird circumstance how we came up with this idea or like some fun that we had on the day so that might be in the caption or um, sometimes I just try and be engaging with people so say um, I could have a while I'm retouching I usually have random thoughts and they will later be used as, a, as an Instagram caption so it's some thought pops into my head like oh what am I going to do this weekend oh yeah this so in my caption I'll be like oh yeah hi guys what, what are you guys all doing at the weekend that lame you know but it's just if I can't think of anything better it will just be something engaging and just reach out to people and get some feedback or sometimes I do a thing where I legitimately can't decide if a black and white picture or a color picture would be better so I put them bo both up and ask people to give their opinion in a way so mm -hmm. yeah so the engaging I, is important I think so yeah if you give I always, I don't like when it's just, you know, like captions and credits. And I've learned over the years that people do actually read these captions. Like sometimes I just put a thought, something, um, something more deep and stuff. And people really appreciate it. Like say, say you have a thought about, I don't know, mental health in, in the industry or something. And you quite honest about it in your caption, people would then respond to it. And that showed me that people do actually read it and it is valuable space. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I, I'm, I'm the same. Like I, always like ask questions or post like honest thoughts and just like see what happens and like i'm my instagram account is not as crazy with the comments and stuff but like people like this stuff and then that's it like i don't get like 10 comments on a post like i usually get like a couple hundred likes and that's it but i always try and like keep that whole idea going like uh, yeah uh, i don't even know what i posted today anymore like that's like hours ago and like <laughs> uh, uh, crs kicked in so it's uh, uh can't remember shit for people that don't know what that <laughs> abbreviation means uh, <laughs> but i think that's important and not just like posting all the f-stops and gear yeah. and you know, you know all this stuff that people see yeah. all the time and like you You obviously, you have some brands that you work with and you were an ambassador for for a couple. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of photographers that go nuts on tagging like all the brands in all the countries and, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. And they expect then to like get a new camera in the mailbox or like, so, oh, yeah. like it's so super <laughs> obvious that they do it for a reason, like to yeah, yeah. get yeah, exactly. noticed like, by oh, a brand yeah 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 I, i know what you mean it's like oh you have used capture one and lightroom on this picture okay yeah <laughs> yeah and then photoshop and uh, affinity yeah. and uh, i don't know like uh, yeah. 700 ellen chrome lights or pro photos and then all the canon gear or nikon or whatever mm -hmm. you shoot and like the list is endless like i have people that like tag savage paper for because of the background it's like yeah What the heck is going on here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you are you are sponsored, right? So like yeah, I'm 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 affiliated with quite a few brands, and I'm one of those people that I don't uh, endorse someone 
because they've given me free stuff. Like I would never, it was never that way around. I have every single brand that I work with, I have paid for and used by myself. And they then became aware of what I did. Um, it was never one of those like, hey, I uh, can I have some of your stuff for free because I'm going to, you know, shout about it. I would never do that without already believing in a brand. So mm -hmm. I try and stay genuine that way. Yeah. yeah. So, and like now with the sponsors that I have, like they're, the people in the virtual summit that we're going to do in January 22nd, these sponsors actually made stuff available for attendees. So, mm -hmm. you know, discounts or giveaways. So there's that, yeah. like giving back to the community as well. So that's pretty cool. Like that, that day. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that, by the way. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. That's it's it as said that to you before we obviously started recording but I think it was such an amazing idea that you set this up and yeah while people are quite bored with this lockdown they you know have so much time on their hands to to learn something new especially in January in New Year's resolutions I think you know that's it's it's an awesome it's an awesome idea <laughs> I yeah. took my hat sir <laughs> oh, well thank you very much ma'am <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah well and there's a lot of like online educational things these days like everybody moved online like i was supposed to be at photo plus expo a couple months ago and they moved everything online so like and i feel like this event like correct me if i'm wrong but this is more about something else than just vendors and all of that it's more Definitely. about like the photographer and backgrounds and like all of that so it's not yeah. it's like i think it's very unique yeah very and i think you you've got a good concept in terms of so personal branding for photographers is something that everyone is interested in and you're not alienating any level of expertise and at the same time there's a lot of stuff out there a lot of tutorials a lot of material for example about like technical setups this and that that's been done but what's to actually do to push your name out there to make yourself a brand to maintain your business on a day-to-day -day basis that's the kind of information that we don't get enough <laughs> yeah everybody so. learns that pretty much like trial and error yeah exactly like we all we, we we know where to find a tutorial on how to switch your camera on and use it but who actually tells you you know like what you just said like how what do you tag brands what do you do these little insights we all just yeah, trial and error, as you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it's. <laughs> I don't know, five, six weeks out. So it's uh, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna so be good. It's uh, it's definitely something different. So you taught. You just mentioned like in this like past question, if you will, like the whole like people need to learn like how to like build their brand and all of that when they're past like the ways that they can turn on the camera and stuff. So what, like you obviously said, like reaching out a lot and like yeah. doing all these networking things. Mm -hmm. Is that, mm -hmm. was that like the majority of how you got started or did you yeah. align yourself with somebody that helped you or like, how did that work? I think, so first of all, I, I say to people, and I think you will agree because we have a business background. I think the first hurdle where people fail is that they, they do photography and it's an art form and they treat it like a hobby and they don't treat it like a job and what i mean with that is that they just forget the bit where they have to market themselves <laughs> so they are forever like shooting they're shooting for free they're like this and that but even you saying earlier social media how important is it it's not a question of i like it or i don't it's a question of that this is a marketing tool 
that we should all be using. Um, and so I've almost, almost forgotten your original question now, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's it. So basically, I think my first advantage was that I treated this as a business and I, I realized that I had to connect with people, that I had to do networking, that I had to get my stuff out there, that I get my stuff seen in a professional manner. Um, that means that if you meet big clients, stuff might have to be printed, that sort of stuff. Um, so networking is a big big point and especially something like um going to trade shows and meeting other other creatives is an important thing for you you know just seeing what other people do knowing that you are doing the right thing having that support system and at the same time i say to people as important as this is don't forget that your peers and your friends and your colleagues um their feedback alone is not what pays you the bill. So you might be on Facebook and your 2,000 friends all love your stuff, but you're not getting any clients because those 2,000 friends aren't your potential clients. So you need to draw that line between connecting with peers in the industry and connecting with clients. Yeah, like this goes back to the Flickr days when everybody said like, oh, great shot. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you, you get all these comments, like a million views, everybody, great shot. Love the exposure, uh, <laughs> whatever. It's like crazy. That was it, yeah. And like, yeah, I think people, both are important. As I said, you know, we, we need the support system. We need the people around us that understand us. But at the same time, we have to, uh, we have to create art and get it seen, not just by our friends that will thumbs up no matter what, we need yeah. we need it to be approved by potential clients and by the world out there, so to say. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned trade shows. Like, there's obviously a lot of photography trade shows. Like, do you also go to other trade shows? Or uh, I do mm, a couple. So I do surround myself with anything photographic, anything makeup, um, which helps because obviously I can see you know the trends, the products that are coming out, even though I don't use it myself. But obviously, it will be helpful in beauty. Um, I'd have visited a lot of graphic design stuff just because I'm it inspires me it's, it's almost like cross-pollinating where I see some patterns colors uh, even typography and it can inspire me for work that I do as well yeah but mostly artsy okay so <laughs> how about you? go ahead how about you what what sort of thing do you visit um like when I'm at a photography trade show I'm either speaking or meeting people so it's like it's either that so it's usually like crazy it's like running from one booth to the other and just like doing yeah. talks all day and then like meeting people in between and then telling people like oh okay love the story i got eight seconds to be on stage <laughs> over there like yeah. find me later you know that kind of stuff yeah. and um over here there's like a couple of more like business trade shows like um uh, um like uh, there's a marketing trade show. There's uh, uh, like uh, it's called the promotional days, which is all like people that work in commercial and uh, uh, business companies and stuff. So like that's also like payment processors and like stuff that I don't really need. But it's also like very cool to like see how they position themselves and yeah. how they like most of these companies or a lot of these companies are startups. So they're actually doing something that is like new and they have a different approach than everybody that's been doing it for 80 million years. So yeah. I want to like talk to them, like how do you approach this or how do you approach that? And like, and like even like some weird, stupid TV shows that like have some significance. Like earlier today when I was having dinner, I was like watching Gordon Ramsay's uh, Hell's Kitchen thing. And there was this restaurant in Sussex and they had like, I don't know, 120 tables and they had seven people. And 
they were like, why don't we have any people? And Gordon said like, okay, did you ever go out and about and like talk to people in the streets? Yeah. And they're like, no. So they went out and about for an hour and they had 80 people in the room the, the same night. So like like all, that little concept or like of getting out there, like yeah. even if it's a restaurant, it works for photographers, it works for like, I don't, whatever, you know, it's like you want people to know about you because you can't expect people to just find you. Like yeah. there's no reason to sit at your computer and wait for somebody to hit Google and magically you pop up yeah. and they yeah. send you a check <laughs> and you shoot their picture. You know, it's so all of yeah. that stuff. And it's like the stupid TV shows like sometimes have like a significance in, in it if you like really look for it. And then with the trade shows, with the business things and like how they sell their stuff and how they develop their products and all of that stuff is like really interesting because like sometimes you get an idea like I never thought about this like maybe I should restructure my sessions a little bit or like repackage or like something that makes more sense for people I did however skip the whole subscription thing like I had a couple people tell me like you should do a headshot subscription it's like what am I going to do like have people send me 15 bucks a month and then come in once a year like that makes no sense so <laughs> but yeah <laughs> true <laughs> but it's like it, like but, but these kind of ideas are kind of like really interesting and really like okay maybe i should do this or maybe i should like at least think about it and yeah. uh, like no is an answer too like if it's not for you like, you're like okay that sucks i'm doing the right thing and then it's like really evaluating what uh, what you've already been doing so it's like that's pretty like the way that i look at these things and like obviously the business background and the marketing background like i was uh, i had cmo gigs and all of that so i did a lot of marketing stuff and product development so i try not to think about it too much because i was like so over it but <laughs> i think it's still like sort of embedded in me like you, yeah. like you can't really rewire yourself in the way that you yeah. think if you thought that way for like i don't know 12 years yeah definitely but i mean you're making like a super interesting point where you go i watch gordon ramsay and then i find a parallel to my own business so i, I always say to people get inspired by everything like not just photography like getting inspired solely by photography that will make you inspired by stuff that has been done before you need to be open to have anything hit your brain waves and you know inspire you to change your business around take different images try new things you know just basically yeah even if it's gordon ramsay <laughs> yeah like you, usually the things that are out of context give you the most insights because like yeah. as photographers we have the same context we have the same yeah. uh, mindset and the frame of mind and the business is the same and yeah. when there's somebody that has no clue what a photography business looks like and he, he just like says something out of the blue that you never thought of like that's yeah. like really like the most interesting stuff you know it's like even with like the hashtags and the the, the keywords for seo and all of that stuff like mm. i was like I ask my people always, like when they in the studio, like what the heck did you type into Google to find me? And then I make a mental note and then I know like some, usually it's the same thing, but like I do branding photography for businesses. So I go like out and about and shoot like a ton of stuff that they can put on their socials and websites and stuff. And then um, a couple months ago, somebody said the word content photography, never thought of it. Yeah. And <laughs> I looked it up on like Google Trends and actually there's a bunch of people that use that terminology and I never heard it before. So that was like a gold mine little nugget, you know, it's like, yeah. So I think it's like always good to like talk to people outside of your own uh, business and out of, out of your own niche 
and yeah. see what they're doing. Maybe what we need is a Gordon Ramsay of the photography industry, someone that goes into photography businesses with fresh eyes and goes, why on earth are you not doing that? Like, and just turn something failing around. That would be amazing. And I would absolutely watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do that for the personal branding at photographers.com website to do a little, uh, we'll fly in like Tina for fashion, me for something else. Uh, I don't know, uh, pay a fee and then just like uh, learn from these people and just like get torn apart and built back up. I don't know. I'll use the F word less than Gordon Ramsay, I promise. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I usually curse like a drunken sailor, but I try to keep these things a little PC, so. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, well, we talked, we, we actually now, this bridges into like when you go inside somebody else's business, like you obviously been going at it for like, what do you say, like 10, 12 years? So yeah. what is a valuable piece of advice that you learned? Like what would be something that you go, when you go into another photographer's business or studio and you'd go like, okay, are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, what would that be? I would say, so what I find really valuable and I didn't really do in the beginning is that um, there's a lot of lack of communication between photographers and clients and what I mean with that is that um, photographers clients clients have clients lack the ability to properly explain what they actually want from you we we, we know that that goes for retouchers for photographers anything creative and my number one advice is you will make your life so much easier if you either ask your clients to show you visual examples of what they like or if they even struggle to do that, you can do that for them. So in a way, you go weeks before the shoot even happens. You go, right, okay, these three images, any of these, would is that what you have in mind? And they go, oh, yeah, this one. So you can, you can start building a mood board for them and try and pull out of them what, they, what it is they actually want from you. So the, the moment you take your planning and your communication away from verbal to visual, because we are in a visual industry, I think your, your life will become a lot easier and your ability to hit the client's brief will will go up tenfold. Yeah, so managing expectations pretty much and finding out what they actually are. Yes, visually. <laughs> visually, yeah. Most clients, most clients struggle explaining what they want. And I don't blame them because they might not necessarily be in the creative industry so you know i don't i don't blame them so you have to coach them into explaining what they actually want yeah i have the same thing with like the headshots and stuff like i just want to look good in pictures and usually it's like yeah. i never have a good picture of myself you know all of this bullshit yeah yeah and then there's other people that uh, i see on their websites like i'll take i'll i'll shoot the best version of you and that just like <laughs> makes me cringe like what is that you know it's like uh, like people don't even know what their best version is like let alone me like i have no freaking clue yeah. what their best version is like i don't know like i just like see what i have in front of me and i yeah consider that the best version like you walk around like this in public so uh you must be all right you know you walked out the door looking like this <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, communication is, is the number one thing because like 
yeah, I think that's why it fails most most of the time. Even, you know, I get people that come and say, they point at a specific image I have taken in the past and they go, we want something like this. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but what does that mean? Do you mean in terms of the lighting? Do you mean in terms of the makeup, the pose, the styling, the mood, the theme? Like, what is it you like about this picture? And even getting those like little tiny little bits of information out of them is what ultimately leads to to delivering what they want. Okay. So when people say like, okay, I want something that looks like this, like, do yeah. you try and like replicate the other photographer's work? Oh, or? no way. No way. <laughs> no way. I've, I'm so allergic to that. <laughs> uh -huh. That's why I'm asking. Because <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God, like, I, it's almost like early on in my career, someone came and they were like, I want a picture like this. And it hurt my feelings. Because in my head, I was like, well, if you want a picture like this, you should go to that guy. But that is ultimately what the answer is. If you want this, you need to go to that photographer. And that's where you need to stand your ground in terms of your um, your style, in a way. Like, if someone goes like, oh, I want you to shoot me like... Um, I can't think of someone now that's, like, very extremely different to myself. But, uh, yeah, shoot me like Rankin, like Nick Knight. It's like, no, like, I will shoot you like Tina Eisen because that is what I'm good at. So that is what you are going to book me for, ultimately. And recreating someone's work, oh, God, I don't even... I think we can we can fill another hour <laughs> of that. <laughs> I've yeah. done it. I've had that on shoots where it's kind of like, can you do this? And I'm like, no, like, I know the makeup artist that created this. I know the photographer that made this picture. And it's not respectful, um, you know, like, to use their intellectual property, so to say, mm -hmm. and recreate it. It's, it. I think... I hate nothing more. <laughs> I hate nothing more than stealing ideas. And people need to learn the difference between um, being inspired by and recreating. That's, oh God, like, we, we need another hour for that. <laughs> You've struck a... You struck I a struck nerve. a nerve, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, That's man, pretty... Wow. <laughs> so, so all right like let's uh, let the nerves settle in <laughs> i think you know what the good answer is to that if people come and they say i want this like that someone had created for a different brand the right answer is you know we can do something um that will be similar but match your brand how mm -hmm. about this <laughs> yeah yeah not everybody wants the tommy hilfinger look when they're Versace or like whatever, like they're like totally apart. It's like, yeah. makes no sense. And a lot of that, like, do you like the style that you shoot, like with the pic, with the image, if you will, like, do you, um, in the post process, in the post processing, go like a little bit more towards the, what they want? Like if they like give you an example and they want it like, uh, desaturated or muted tones or like something like that. Is that something that you will do or is it always oh, because yeah, you're yeah. really like you you have some strong saturation in your shots mostly <laughs> so. i do yeah um no yeah i do work with the client in terms of what they want there in terms of retouch um usually again like retouch is one where they can't communicate properly either and they just kind of go don't go too heavy but then oh yeah but no wrinkles though like so again you do i usually say i get a set of like 40 images i will only ever do one and until we have that one nailed down exactly to what they want I won't touch any of the other ones so that's as you said that could be the saturation if they want that kind of look I, I'll do that I'll do that for them because I can't it's a client I can't really push my own agenda too much of my own taste like yeah retouching mm -hmm. yeah sadly everything goes <laughs> yeah so so in the in the post -pro processing or in the retouching that's where 
the Tina Eisenstahl meets the client's brand. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. But I mean, there's still limitations there because like if someone goes like, oh, can you like really blur the skin? Now mm. that again is nothing that you would have ever seen in my portfolio. So I don't know why you thought I would be the person for that to, yeah. to give that to you. Yeah, when um, people look super radiant because they're like glowing with the lack of... <laughs> like, yeah. It's all super. But then again, like I feel like I have done this for a while now, and I think people now know what to expect. Like they they see my portfolio and they know if they book me, then it will roughly look like stuff that I have done before. Yeah. And you kind of you learn to read clients beforehand as well, and you know that oh this is going to be a difficult one. He's gonna want stuff that I don't really I'm not comfortable with delivering. Mm -hmm. So you won't take these jobs as well. You 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 find a way to understand that you might not be a match with what the client expects from you and you you learn to say no to jobs as well i think okay and that's where this whole like finding out what people want that's what is also an invitation for them to share the yeah. things that are red flags for you yeah I, w I would say so because you know like a client booking me as a photographer you 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 go into a kind of relationship and you might figure out early on that it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> you swipe left or right or whatever direction it is. I have no freaking clue. I never used one of these exactly. things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it is true, you know, like, and that's where, like, I don't want to, I don't want to sell out. I don't want to be someone waves dollar bills in front of you. So I do whatever they want. Like you, you need to distance yourself from, from that sort of mentality as well. Okay. Yeah. So what are the things that you are still struggling with? Like, what is something? that you want to learn what do you think you can do better i feel like oh here, here comes my my secret of the day i think anything that i struggle with is sort of i'm quite an introvert and socializing with people exhausts me and i wish it didn't so uh, f like you mentioned the trade shows and you go on the floor and you talk to people all day long and people come up to you i love that but it makes me anxious in a way it and i would love to be more confident like that and even with client shoots i i thrive on the day i I can be upbeat, I can be, you know, I can be the coach for everyone. But at the end of the day, I go home and I feel like, oh, I hope I was, did I like it? Was I too much? What did I do a good job? There's this imposter syndrome that keeps biting away at my brain. And I wish I could just turn that off. And people always say to me like, oh, why are you worried? Why why are you worried shooting tomorrow? You've done this so many times. You've, you They booked you for a reason, but I will be the girl that can't sleep the night before. And I wish I could turn that that voice in my head off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Is that a little insecurity what's in there? Oh, big time, big time. It's always, and I mean, maybe it's not a bad thing because I care, I want to deliver, I want to, you know, make the client happy. So probably that's why I can't sleep the night before, but I wish, I wish I was a bit more confident. I wish I was like, I had the level of confidence of like Peter Hurley and just shabang it all day long. Like... <laughs> 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 you know what I mean though it's kind of you know like I yeah like I sometimes I just wish I, I was a bit more American <laughs> in that sense we're, we're quite like reserved as Europeans I think yeah is that something you always had like the that little insecurity kind of thing or yeah I mean I had that much worse in in the past like in school I was quite shy I was quite nerdy and even starting out in photography I think speaking publicly has helped me a lot but the the base of being quite introvert and quite shy and like that's still there and i wish i could mask that better and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow so 
you mentioned you have your insecurities and you are a successful photographer obviously like you create what you want to create in life and people actually give you money for it there's people listening to you talk about your craft so there's all of that but in your own mind like when are you successful Oh, that is a very, very good question. Um, I think I think you we call ourselves professional the moment that we get paid, but I think that isn't necessarily success. I think success is when you get paid and love what you do. I think that is success, not just the money aspect. So I'm talking about the jobs that um, you go home and you did what you wanted and someone gave you money for it. I think that is success. Or um, as well, when I started talking, teaching, and someone goes, you inspired me, I'm going to go home and try this. I feel motivated. I feel inspired by something that you did or said. That was one of the first times that I thought this is success. I actually, I've passed something on to other people. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's a, it's just doing what I love, which can be different things for me. Like it could be teaching, it could be creating, creating art. Yeah, I think, I think success is, I wouldn't say detached from money, but like if you, um, you love what you do while paying the bills, I think that's success. So can we agree that you're successful now? I would say so, yes. <laughs> cool, right, I've, awesome. I've, I've had episodes that I felt successful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I think I need to give myself credit. <laughs> yes, yes, you should. So what are your goals for the upcoming years? What's Ooh, on the agenda? Um, so my only goal is that 2021 is going to be better than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we can at least travel and meet and do all these like, yeah. things. Um, no, I, I do want to push uh, the education harder because as I said, like inspiring people is what drives me. So I want to finally uh, release more tutorials um which is something that i've been putting off uh yeah i think i think just just produce more um moving image like I've, I've started doing a little bit of like behind the scenes and stuff like that and people really enjoy it so i just want to push that a bit harder and yeah i think i want to reach out to clients more actively than i have already like i'm quite i'm quite good at that but i need to you know just keep polishing those doorknobs <laughs> does that actually translate from german i don't know like, <laughs> like yeah. that, you know what i mean with that don't you but it's like oh oh i don't i don't know what the english equivalent is but just like knocking on doors is what we say yeah. yeah yeah and i mean obviously i need to make up for lost time in terms of travel i need to see my friends that's it kind of like morally has killed me that i can't hang with people can't joke can't have a drink can't you know hug and laugh like in a room with other creatives and that i need to do so much of that in 2021 please <laughs> yeah yeah i can't wait to get back on an airplane and meet everybody yeah it's, that would uh, be amazing oh actually you know what i'm gonna tell you a secret i've got a little bucket list and i don't know if it's gonna happen in 2021 but i would love to publish a book i've never done that so wow. that's in the back of my mind and i'm trying to think what i would do what i would do different because a lot of things have been done before i don't just want it to be like a coffee table book where people look at the nice images i want it to be something quite um proactive and you know almost like an activity book and yeah so maybe maybe that's something for 2021 cool you've heard it here first yeah <laughs> You hear it here first, people. <laughs> so uh, what's the best way for people to find you online and if they want to follow you on your journey to your upcoming book? <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, please come. <laughs> so, I mean, my two main um, 
points of sharing my knowledge and images is Instagram. That would be at Tina underscore Eisen. And also I have a little community on Facebook called Beauty with Tina Eisen. And I always urge people to go there and share their work because we are, I don't know how many people we are now, 4,000 something. And the community is amazing and we all help each other there. So whereas on Instagram, you would um, message me and I would reply to you that in that community, you've got like thousands of people giving feedback really kind and gentle and valuable and yeah so either one of those two places i'd love to see you (laughs) awesome thank you so much for your time you're so welcome (laughs) all right and that's it for today but before we part ways let me invite you to my personal branding for photographers community on facebook the group has already around 700 photographers who want to learn everything about improving their personal brand make sure to add yourself by going to mauriciejager.com forward slash facebook or subscribe to my podcast on your preferred platform thank you for listening and i'll see you on facebook or you'll hear from me in the next episode enjoy your day talk soon bye